There's this a dating site for anti-vaxxers called Unjected. Unjected has been removed from the Apple App Store. To sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. Frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo. Rest in peace, Wheezy. The Unjected Show with your hosts, Shelby Thompson, Scott Armstrong, and Zach Brown. Call 1 833 3 Unject. That's 1 833 386 Lines are open now. The Unjected Show is intended for an adult audience and may contain explicit material. User discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Scott here with Unjected, coming at you live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I got to say, there was a bit of a cacophony of things happening behind the scenes today. Um, so our guest, very sadly, Alice Emerson, who's going to join us and uh, share about advice when it comes to She's a, a divorce coach, right? Uh, so people that uh, end, have to end marriages because, you know, various reasons. But, you know, in the focus of, of our context here, it was going to be around having to end a relationship, end a marriage. And we've done an episode like that before, but we were really hoping to get Alice on to kind of discuss that. But she has a migraine, had to reschedule. So in addition to that, Zach is taking care of his girlfriend who just went through surgery. And Shelby is taking care of like hardcore business stuff that she couldn't make it to the show. And remember, she's like five hours behind where I'm at. So it's like early afternoon where she's at. So it's like the middle of the business day. So she's taking care of business. And you know, the, the, the brief consensus was, well, let's just, let's just skip the week. Let's just, let's just skip, you know, take a week off. But you know, we'd already pushed out the promotions and everything. And I, and as a podcast producer, I'm like, no, the show must go on. The show must go on. The show must go on folks. So here we are. You're going to be hanging out with me for a minute, and then I have a very special surprise for you. So please tune in, stick around. I've got a really cool video that we have that we've had in the hopper that we weren't sure when we were going to put it out, and then we're like, oh, let's just do it tonight. So it's about almost a two-hour roundtable conversation that we recorded uh, about a week and a half ago when I was in Hawaii with Shelby and the Unjected Squad, right? So big shout-out to all the people over there in Hawaii. They were such gracious hosts. And uh, we we sat down, had a fascinating conversation that went on for like two hours, like everything. We talked about everything. And so what we're going to do is we're going to play that tonight. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be an awesome episode. You know, you're, you're not you're not going to be disappointed at all whatsoever. Um, as you see in my background. Oops, let's see. Bam. Burn back better. OK, I shouldn't be so excited when I talk about this. <clears throat> Let me kind of refocus here. OK, so as you guys saw you know, over the course of the last going on three months now, which is so crazy to think it's been almost three months. It was August 8th, which is crazy because that was my birthday. So now my birthday is forever tarnished by the devastating events that happened in Maui. But, uh, so as you've seen, you know, Shelby has really stood out as, you know, a really, uh, intrepid journalist covering the whole situation on Maui from the ground, you know, like her reels, like her Instagram reels and stuff. They've been seen like millions of times. Like she's gotten millions of hits and a lot of people have gone and she's gone on all kinds of shows, really big shows. And a lot of people are looking to her for information about what's going on. You know, she's kind of like emerged as a leader in the information 
because you know we're not getting the information from the mainstream you know that the information is not making it out even to this day like the amount of of the like the death toll it's so under exaggerated it's just shocking right and so the mainstream is not going to report on it and so they're looking to people that are boots on the ground to be able to carry this information and burn back better is a compilation of all of the information that 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 we were able to compile and feel i feel very confident that it's basically the most comprehensive text of every single aspect of the story you know and 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 so much of it is like stuff that's so unique to shelby and her mom's perspective and that's a really important thing you know we need to get shelby's mom unjected grandma on the show to really tell her story um because she was in lahaina that day at work and she was one of the people that was caught in the roadblock trying to leave and if it wasn't for her like going around the roadblock or like like doing basically not doing what the police told her to do then she would have been stuck there with everybody else and a lot of those people perished you know and so a lot of these stories a lot of these testimonials a lot of the things that are in burn back better you know this is the only place you're going to find it and we're going to try to like roll a lot of this information out over time but put a lot of effort into this book uh the great stephanie perucci from perucci publishing um, she did a fantastic job of really spearheading the efforts on this. Shelby wrote large sections of the book. You know, I was very grateful to be able to help edit some of it. Um, I got a few paragraphs in there here and there, and I'm just such a great, so grateful to be a part of that project because I'm very proud of what it turned out to be. Um, it's a very comprehensive text. It's like almost 300 pages filled with like hundreds of photos and citations. You know, that's one of the most valuable things about the book as well is that we've compiled a list of, of, of citations and resources and links to go then follow up on a lot of the things that we're talking about. And, you know, we talk about everything, everything from the, the conditions before that like led up to this, the situation, like the day of the event from firsthand accounts, there's a lot of like transcripted testimony, testimony of like people were boots on the ground. A lot of people who lived through it and were able to report what they saw that stands in absolute contrast to what everybody else saw or whatever everybody else was reporting. And so, you know, I feel like it's really important that we don't let this story die. It's already been drowned out in the headlines. Like it's no longer a thing. It's like, like people are not even thinking about it and it's just going to be like everything else. Right? Like when was the last time we thought about like the uh, East Palestine train wreck and how devastating that was? For that community you know those of you that follow like the last american vagabond that some of you know that i'm, I'm uh, a part of you know ryan over there has done an excellent job of really being persistent in covering the the east palestine situation and how devastating that was for that community um and and but by and large that story just disappeared you know and so we really don't want that to happen with the, the maui situation because it's still an ongoing situation. It's still unfolding. It's just so crazy because when I was there, we did get the opportunity to go down to Lahaina, had the opportunity to walk around and meet with a lot of the people that were kind of leading the relief efforts there. We sat, uh, we were actually there with a, a documentary film crew that was staying uh, at Shelby's place as well. And, uh, you know, we went down and, and conducted some interviews with some people. I got to meet a lot of the, the, I guess you could say, I'm not going to say first responders because they weren't like, government first responders, but like the civilian first responders, right? The people that were the ones that showed up immediately and started marshalling all of their resources to help uh, on the ground the day of when the government wasn't there to do it. You know, and I met some amazing people and the stories 
you know, having spent a couple of weeks out there and just, you know, hearing the stories and people's firsthand experience, it's just, it's, it's shocking, absolutely shocking. And I feel like so much of that energy has been encapsulated in this book. Um, I really want to recommend that, that everybody should just take a moment and, and if nothing else, um, I'll show you a couple of things here. So, uh, let's see. So what you can do is like, there's a couple of spots where you can get it. So we do have the, uh, whoops, let's try that again. Um, Oh shit. Hold on. Anyway. So there's a couple spots you can get it. So you can either get it on, uh, the injected website, uh, injected shop, which is, uh, up and live and full effect. Right. And we'll, I'll show you guys that in just a second here. Um, but, uh, Oh, what the hell? Hold on. Burn back better book dot cam. Oh my God. Okay. So, <laughs> oh okay so there must be something oh my god hold on what's the what the hell is going on burn back better book.com i'm wondering if it's just my web browser because those of you that are regular viewers of the show like you you tune in and every friday night we go to share the amazon and every time it says page not found and it's doing that to me right now i don't know if it's something to do with my internet or what in the daily bob hell is going on right now so I need to put out a SOS to Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, if you're watching, oh my God, what the hell's going on? But anyway, uh, that's just injected for you, right? So there you go. Oops. But this something's weird because this can't, it's like it's like every Friday night it goes down, and that's some crazy shit. But anyway, if you guys go to shopunjected.com, look at that. Look at how awesome that is. Look at that. Shopunjected.com. Man. That's looking pretty fresh right there. But anyway, um, so we have all the, you know, the men's, women's clothing, swag, all this stuff. But you can actually go, if you go to collections at the top, um, if you go to the swag category, then right there at the top, you can see all the different versions of the book. Um, you can get the paperback. You can get the ebook, uh, Kindle version, I believe. Um, the audiobook is in production right now, not available, but you can pre-purchase it to help fund that project. Um, and then also, Shelby and Stephanie are offering a... Um, special hardcover autographed edition. And that's, you know, a little spendier than, you know, your average book, but it is, uh, you know, helps, helps drive things forward over here at Unjected. So if you feel like supporting Unjected and supporting the work that goes on here, you know, I'd encourage you to, to think about doing that, you know, get an autographed copy. But at the same time, the most important thing is getting this information out there. Okay. So shopunjected.com, you can get a copy of the book. And also you notice there was a little pop-up that popped up. If you enter your email, you can get, uh, discount code for 30% off the entire website. So, you know, so, uh, yeah, I got all kinds of cool stuff on there. There's some really funny stuff. Like I was helping with some of these. Oh, there it is. See the pop-up pops up, just enter email, submit the email and it'll pop up with a code that says 30% off. Bam. No big deal. I like this. So this is the, the men's stud tank, right? Show the world that you never had a bandaid on that bicep and your exclusive injected stud tank. Bam. Look at that. It's hilarious. Um, I know that, uh, I kind of want, I kind of want to get one of these, the injected men's rugged Carhartt sweatshirt. That's pretty legit. Even though Carhartt kind of wasn't too impressive during COVID, but anyway, they make quality clothing, I guess. Just because you're heavily vaccinated doesn't necessarily mean you can't make good clothing, right? But look at this. This is fresh ladies, ladies. It's hoodie season hoodie season, right? Get re representing your unjected hoodie. Like, come on now. That's like super hot. 
I'm sorry. That's super hot. So there you go. <laughs> so shopinjected.com, you can get a copy of the, the book and get all your injected swag as well. Um, so anyway, just to take a moment to speak on injected, man. Okay. So injected.com. If you're looking for dating connections, um, you know, primarily right now it's, you know, set up as like a dating site, right? But it's not exclusive to that. There is the option to say, I'm looking for community, you know? So if you're not on injected yet, just go to injected.com, sign up. But I will tell you this right now, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that are, that, that you're, uh, you're going to be very, very excited about. The website's just getting like a whole new look, the whole thing, top to bottom. We rolled it out real quick back in July, you know, after the website went down in April or March, whenever it was, and we were just really hell bent on getting it out to you guys as quickly as possible. And now we are retooling, taking your feedback, taking the things that you want, and we're looking at what would make the website perfect, 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 perfect. And I'm here to tell you right now that all of that stuff. Uh, okay. So it says Amazon page is working for me. Okay. Thanks Faber in the chat. Burnbackbetterbook.com is what the the link to it. Burnbackbetterbook.com. I don't know why then, because it must just be something on my end because for some stupid, dumb reason, uh, it's just, it's just not working on my, my computer, which is just really weird. Burnback, I'm trying to pull it up on my phone too, but anyway, yeah, thanks for, thanks for that. I don't know. It's very strange. Um, but, uh, yeah, burnbackbetterbook.com, you guys, um, makes a good gift. I guess. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to like profit off this thing. You know what I mean? It's like, this is more important about that. I don't want to be like, Oh, it gets a good gift for your family. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like it's more important to get this information out there and not let this die, you know? And so it would be a good gift in the sense that it would help maybe somebody who doesn't know about some of these things become educated about, uh, you know, aspects of of this, uh, this, this, this overreaching government that seems to be just out of control. Right. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about that today. So you guys, so I got a very cool, fun little thing planned for you. Um, this is the, uh, so we had a nice round table discussion when I was out in Hawaii, we, uh, pre-recorded it and we're like, yeah, we'll put this out eventually. Maybe it's a bonus episode. Uh, but you're, you're lucky because we're not doing it as a bonus episode as like a paid subscriber thing. We're just putting it out putting it out for the world. So um, it's the Hawaii roundtable discussion that was recorded uh, about a week and a half ago in Maui, Hawaii. And uh, I was just so stoked, so grateful to be there with all these folks. And uh, so, yeah, I think without further ado, we're just going to kick it off. So thank you guys so much for all of your support. Uh, I love each and every one of you so much. We'll be back in business next week. I believe actually Stephanie is going to be on next week. I believe either next week or the week after. Anyway, no matter what, we're going to have a kick-ass show again with the whole crew next week, uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances, you know. But, you know, also those of you that have been following Unjected for a while know that unforeseen things is how we roll. <laughs> it's funny, like Shelby and I, like whenever we always try to do things like online, like we'll have like a meeting or, or try to do a graphic and it's like blocked or just something's not working. And I don't necessarily think it's like, like a government interference. It's more like just like there's like spiritual forces that have been uh, unleashed to, to stop injected. It's almost like they're uh, there's like they've conjured demons to stop injected because we have this saying where we're like, something doesn't work that we're trying to work on. And uh, we'll say, Oh, how injected, how inje injected is almost like a verb now for when things go shitty. Like when, when technology doesn't work or when something kind of derails, 
in your life, you can just call that injected. It's like, oh, how injected? Oh, yeah, that's just that's injected for you. Um, it's just the the name of the game. So, you know, barring unforeseen outcomes or events or consequences, which we are so used to and we love and we roll with those punches. I roll with those punches so good, man. I just like I just can't wait. It's like, okay, bring it on. Bring it on. The tech gremlins, the little uh, issues here and there. Bring it on, man. You can't stop me. You can't stop Unjected. I'm sorry my camera's shaking so bad here. I'm getting all amped up. You can't stop Unjected. You can't do it. You can try. You can do everything in your power, but you ain't going to do it because we're growing and we're coming after you. New World Order, right? We're coming after you in the sense of we're just going to be squirting out Unjected babies all over the world. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. We got injected babies popping out all over the world, man. And uh, you can't stop us no matter what. You can try, throw all the little things in my way, but it's just going to keep on rolling. Okay. All right. So uh, without further ado, this is the uh, Hawaii Roundtable. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Well, well, it's it's Different scene, different A team. We got the whole crew uniting as one to talk about things that you need to know about, which mm -hmm. is a lot of information in our Great Awakening map, which you've seen on the show before. But you guys remember Shelby and Joy from previous episodes. Hey. Andrew, this is your first time Hi. being to the show. Andrew Aker, Maui Freedom TV. Yeah. Let's go, my Freedom. We've got Scott Hello. visiting Hawaii. Hello. Woo! Chiku. All right, crew. What are we going to dive into? Oh, what, what are we going to act? Are we going to talk about the existential threat of the solar flash? Are yes. we going to talk about the royal kingdom? Yes. Which part? What do we want to talk about? Let's start with the great awakening. Oh, okay, this is uh, related to anonymous and whatever our producer Scott would like to discuss. Why? Well, I, I mean, I just had a question. Okay, so I mean, in, in this conversation in relation to the big picture, big, all of humanity, like let's extrapolate this all to all of humanity right now. Yeah. But when we see some cultures, subcultures who just capitulate to authority, capitulate to government authority, just like even though they have contempt for those people, you know, I feel like Hawaii is a good microcosm, a good example of that, where it's like locals, native Hawaiians have like this contempt for, and I can't speak, you know, what people's intentions are, you know what I mean? I'm just like, it's just throwing observations, have contempt for this colonizing like, like government that's kind of come over and taken over, yet they do everything that they just cave and take, take it. But this is all of humanity. You know, all of humanity, all of humanity just caves to these government authorities that don't deserve any sort of power. How do we override that? How do we overcome that? That's that's the question. That's well, a lot of people acquiesce is what he's referring yeah. to. Because a lot of these colonized countries like Puerto Rico, Guam, Okinawa, Hawaiian Kingdom, we lost our kingdom to the colonizers. China lost twice the kingdom, the Qing dynasty who unified all of China, but they lost Singapore and Hong Kong during the war through the British, and that's how we had the Opium Wars in the 1800s. The Hawaiian Kingdom is not a kingdom to 1810. 1802 was the height of the Royal Hawaiian Kingdom capital. Remember, they're fighting people with machine guns and bombing from the shores. You know, you saw Lawrence of Arabia, and the local natives with little shock teeth and little spears cannot, on their canoes, cannot defeat these battle and warships. Then we get pounded, we get bombed the shit out of us, killed, nuked like Hiroshima, you know, Nagasaki, and now all the original cultures, because Japan took over Okinawa. We have the kingdom of Shuri. We say Uchinanchu, which is the true Okinawa name for people in Okinawa. But like Jean Kamashiro doesn't speak Okinawa. 
Neither does Robert Kiyosaki who speaks Japanese. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have capitulated to the wrong language. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you don't speak your own language. You don't speak your own culture. And that's how you do genocide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about with the Lakota tribe. They used to give them smallpox blankets to kill the people. They jabbed That's them. an interesting one. Listen, yeah. I, I, I can cover some mm -hmm. documents about that one. Listen to this. So there, we found that, like, oh, my God, I have to recover find it again. But, you know, it's kind of sidetrack here. But there was, like, this, there was, like, the Native American, like, Vaccine Act of, like, 1840s, whatever, right? And yep. they're going around vaccinating all of these Native Women Americans. And what? And, and it seemed like they were giving them in, in exchange for taking the vaccine, like, they were giving them. Oh, and so it wasn't it wasn't even it wasn't even the blankets it wasn't the blankets that gave him smallpox it was the blankets that gave him smallpox they yeah. laced it and they put we the trust the system yes huh. yes that's why well, we're injecting it's the exact same pills now it's like you come get injection we'll give you a cheeseburger same place. I mean, if we're going down that road, Fauci pretty much did that. Yeah. You know, hundred percent in the in the eighties as exactly. well with yes. the AIDS vaccine. Correct. Yeah. With the Fauci baby. Gave us all AIDS. Fauci gave us all AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> well, now they're COVID, right? COVID. This is the Nazi world order. It's redefined NW. <laughs> And if you guys want a Fauci gave us all eight shirt, you got to rebump that new four yeah. shirts. I've got two versions of the shirt. Says Fauci gave us all eight. There we go. Cheers, Dad. Cheers. Right, and since we're talking about AIDS, the immunodeficiency syndrome, yeah. you can't have that unless you have HIV, the human immunodeficiency virus. True. But when you actually do the test for the HIV, you talk to nurses and doctors. Doesn't test for AIDS or HIV. Counts your white blood cells. So if you're low, all of a sudden you're HIV positive, then you're supposed to die. But look at Magic Johnson. How many women and he had HIV? <laughs> How much Boto did he put in as the magic concept? <laughs> he didn't tell me none of these women. For the folks at home that don't know what, what Boto means, on? that's the Hawaiian word for penis. So I remember Pule in the Pule. Pule. Pule is the prayer. How do you spell Pule without the Ule? He has a Kohe. Not punani, that's slang. That is not Did you hear that, you guys? Educated and Pule. So you know, if you're talking to a real one, oh, it's some slang pigeon that you heard from Jamaica, Bob Marley. There's a difference. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. Very, very learn interesting. about your punani. Yeah, learn about your body parts and why. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why we told it for all oh, it's for unjected, not injected. <laughs> Every single e uh, episode, we get an email from somebody that says, I'm so offended, I'm so offended. by the cursing. Yeah. Why do they watch? Well, last one was named Debbie. She was the Debbie. 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 <laughs> you, Debbie. Debbie Downers. You know why we use the curse words, Debbie? Because CNN won't, Fox TV won't, none of these fake media YouTube. people. They'll never say anything that will challenge your thinking or to get you all riled up. So. 40 year study that people who cuss more are the most intelligent people. That's what there you I go. Heard. 40 years. 40 years. So I just need to cut more and I'll get smarter. Geniuses. Right. Yeah. Just fucking intelligent people who enjoy having real conversations that make people grow. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shelby, do you want to talk about the Great Awakening, this beautiful book yeah. that you have? And let's well, focus on that solution. So, so what do you want to do? Well, sure. we, you know, we touched on this in the last show, Shelby. 
where we talked about red pilling your local Aug snacks. By the way, there are two Shelby's here for everybody. Yeah, Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu Shelby. and so Shelby, Shelby and Shelby. Shelby's combined. You want me to read the top one? Yes, this is All the right. solution. So if you guys who don't have this poster, this is what the solution is. Then we go to the details. Okay. Increase your service to others and be mm -hmm. more loving to yourself and to everyone in order to raise your vibrational conscious level, forgive yourself and others, thus releasing karma. This will change the vibration of the planet, raise the shared consciousness of humanity and change humankind one person at a time. Treat your body as a temple and change over to a higher vibrational diet to aid in. That's it. There you go. Thank you for sharing that. But I mean, that's, that's pretty only one, That's only one part of it. It's only one part of it. But it's you know it's such a big big part of it because you know we have all these visions and like we were being presented with the solution as being like you know even what I was talking about earlier like oh, and I wasn't like implying like overthrowing governments or violence or anything like I was, that. I, was. I mean you know <laughs> maybe there'll be a time for that someday. <laughs> But it's Eva revolution. But at the same time, you know, like that's that that's a trap that they lay before us that we fall into. You know what I mean? And that's how we that's how they get what they want. That's how they get what they want when they instigate, when they instigate us into violence or they 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 cause violence like false flag style and get us to react. And then they can get they get more power out of that, right? And so what we do and the solution is really just start with ourselves. It starts with ourselves. It starts with the one thing that we absolutely can control, which is our health. Yeah. which we need to be focusing on in order to be the best warriors and during the collapse or during whatever's about to come we have to be number one you know focusing on making ourselves as healthy as possible and extracting ourselves from all these dependence systems of dependence that they have they wield over us i just quit vaping the other night and i'm removing that lever of dependence that they have you cannot give out you have to swap it. But anyway, like a fucking bubble gum. Health. Mm -hmm. Health and then it ripples out. Yeah, I feel like coffee is gonna be one of those things that I'm gonna be looking for. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if I should start stocking Stop. up. Yeah. Like a coffee farmer. Yeah. Stop That's gonna be a hot one. Yeah. Well here here's something I was telling Shelby about this. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but if you guys do an internet search for uh uh it's it's called Selco Bosnia Survival Story 1990s. There's this guy that made this post on um and so some best survival messages, some survival message board, like 10, 20 years ago, became super viral, super popular. He talks about his experience of living in this uh, war-torn city during the 90s, during yes. the Bosnia and, uh, Civil War or whatever. Yep. And he was in a major city, like a 60,000 like population city that went a year with no water, no sewer, no food, no electricity, nothing. So it was a complete shit hit the fan type of situation in an urban setting. And he describes like what that was like what actually was important, what wasn't important, because we, you know, as like preppers or self-sufficiency minded people, we like to think that, you know, oh, we need gold and silver, all this stuff. It's like, no, 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 it's all bullshit. Like, here's actually what was important. Here's what you actually need to survive. Here's what, here's the people that didn't survive. Here's what, like, you know, in a situation like that, people, they're saying like, you, immediately you start taking apart your house and everything becomes like something you have to burn to make food. So like, mm -hmm. you start to like you tear out all your floors and you tear out all your countertops and that becomes your fuel to make food. You know? And this was like, a book or a documentary? No, it was literally just a, a internet post. Wow. Yeah. An internet post. Yeah. So it was a and, can yeah. you say it one more time again? Yeah, it's just do an internet search. It's a guy who went by the name Selco 
They just type in Selco Bosnian War Survival Story or something. We can add it to this recording. And then it was cool because then that, that post got really popular and then it became like a Q&A. And so it's just like this long list of people asking questions. Like, okay, so what? And really, bottom line, he said, like, most important things to stockpile and to have in a situation like that are bullets. Mm. You need lots of ammo and you need uh, yeah. antibiotics. Lighter antibiotics. Food? We need lighter food too, or possibly. Is that yeah. lighters? Lighters are lighters. Like, you don't need fuel. Yeah. If you don't have to start yeah. a fight, you need fuel. Yeah. Antibiotics. That's antibiotics. what I think about. I mean, yeah. the drugstore right yes. aid. Well, you can get a. Business. They say they say get like animal like like veterinary ammo. Just like yeah. stock up on that. Yeah, like And then you don't need like a prescription to get. My horses have no worms anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting stuff, man. It's just like a good thought experiment about you know. Good to know. How do we stock up on antibiotics, though? Do we need prescriptions? Oh, probably from, from, uh, from the wellness company. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. you shut up, wellness company. DMSC.app. Yeah. Promo code unjected. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, that's also like fear mindset, whatever. Like, it's, you got to walk that balance between being in a fear mindset of like, oh, God, everything's coming down, and then being prepared. Like, it's mm -hmm. stupid to not be prepared for what we're going into. But at the same time, you can't let that dictate and run your feelings because that's also where they want to state of fear. Yeah. You know? We have to face the worst possible outcome, be ready for it, accept it, and move mm -hmm. forward anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The way the way I see like the whole COVID lockdown situation, and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this, is like while the rest of the world like collapsed under the fear and the pressure and everything, like we were all like thriving. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we were all like leveling up big time through yeah. it. So Whatever's about to come, I feel like that's going to be the same situation. Like if we have stuff we can offer our community, like to the community, like if we have skills or resources or whatever that we can offer to the community, like we're going to be, we're going to be the ones that are thriving during whatever's happening. Speaking of what's coming, have you really gone into detail with the great solar flash on the yeah. show? Nope. Before this is the first experience talking about the great solar flash, which is so we should right in the middle. Here. Of, yeah, it seems like it's a big thing, a very prominent <laughs> placement on it. Pikachu, do you want to take over yeah, from that so part? We'll start from here. So we got, I got banned on YouTube by interviewing Mr. Barry O'Keefe, a local scientist here who used to work for the EPA. So the great solar flash, if we're looking at this here. So according to Mr. O'Keefe, you can check it out on Ben Davidson. He does a lot of YouTube's daily suspicious observers on YouTube. Is the website. And what's happening is the magnetosphere is getting weaker due to pollution, corruption of the planet. We due to the poles shifting, the climate change narrative, the north human impacts. And that's why the earth is changing. You can feel the climate change. According to their research, it's going to shift like 180. And what's going to happen is great solar flash. You're going to have a great arc lightning like coming down from the sky. That's how they made the Grand Canyon, according to Barry. And if you're hearing, you study the Anunnaki, Marduk, Noah, the, the, the Vedas, the Sanskrit, all this stuff. Now we're talking about when the world calamity happened. The sun goes dark. People hear about Nibiru because the sun's supposed to go it's a micronova. So from yellow, it's white now. We're feeling the heat from the sunburn. It's going to go orange to red, shed its skin, and then for three days be super dark on Earth. And then all of a sudden, the sun's renewed, but the Earth has shifted. Hawaii is going to be okay because we're close to the equator. But if you're studying this map, the Great Awakening, you're going to learn about, learn about four-dimensional beings, fifth dimensional beings, sixth dimensional beings called blue aviums, which is the blue birds. You talk to Rapa Nui, you go to Egypt. They've got hieroglyphics to talk about Ra. 
Raw, they said it's the sun, but you're following the Gregorian calendar, not the lunar calendar, like the Hawaiians did, the Chinese do. So you have to understand the history between Buddhism, the rainbow body, all this stuff to break it down. Now, Q is just one asset, but you can't say Q ain't because Anonymous is a separate group. The CIA makes the conspiracy theory to throw us off to character, assassinate everyone who's part of Anonymous. Because we're individual hackers. We all do our things individually. Collectively as a whole, we can do this together. Where we go, one goes all. We're supposed to do it together. How do you win this war together? Individually, we're going to lose. But you must prepare for what's going to happen. If you start doing the research, Barry recommends you go in the mountain, high top. Because when this thing happens, it's going to be like Noah, Moses, but worse. The volcanoes are going to go off. And it's going to block, block in the sun, which is going to make another ice age. And when you're doing the Antarctica, they dug down to the ice every 1,200 years, according to Barry. There's a 12,000 years. There's like a landscape, there's earth, and then there's ice. And they start doing some more things. And if you're talking about the stars and alignments, we're switching from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. You know, age of Aquarius. You guys saw the movie. And that's every 25,920 years based on right here. the pyramids of Giza. And you're talking about the solar light cycles, the parsecs. Now we're talking about real deep stuff. If you watch Ancient Aliens, you can catch up real fast. <laughs> so <laughs> let, let me jump in with a quick disclaimer. Maui Freedom TV is yeah. in no way associated with Q, QAnon, or the Anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yes, I, I think Anonymous is cool. I love yeah. Anonymous, but, you know. The idea. The idea, the idea but, of Anonymous. They kind of a little social justice. I think Q is like a psyop. I think I align um, more with yeah. um. I saw you throwing out some of these OKs and threes as well. There, there's some like Pikachu hand signals going on there. Can you here on the camera swear that you are not part of the thing, the cabal? <laughs> Last time you were on the show, I'm you did like a little triangle thing, you, looking like a little Illuminati, like, right? I, yeah, yeah. It's separate. Is so that, can you confirm or deny it right now, Pikachu? I'm confirming with you because you guys are quoted geese. Language is spoken 80% non-verbal, not vocal. They don't care what I say. You're going to forget. When I did this, not this, <laughs> it makes a difference. When I did this on the last show, it means checks and balances. The U.S. people are stupid. They believe in the executive branch. Yeah, but that's fair. This is the checks and balances. It's broken. The okay. Justice Department is broken. We're fighting the Illuminati, the Satanic tribe. But you understand the Jesuits, the Black Pope, the White Pope. Everything that's going on, controlled by the CIA, and it's actually on the bottom of this. So you got to just be mindful of what people can freeze frame and then yeah. My buddy Steve does a show. My buddy Steve does a show called Slow News Day, and he does, he refuses to take bong rips on the show anymore <laughs> because because I'll do it right here. It's like because no because like this when you go like this. Like, yeah, people will Photoshop some awful things. So let, let's go so oh, flash. Jess, Pikachu gave an amazing Justin Imperialin says hi. Hi, Jess. Hey, Jess. You the best. You the best. So, yeah, um, back to the great solar flash. Pikachu gave us a very broad scope of all of these different things that connect. And uh, Barry will be able to tell you in his own words when he comes. You know, I smoked plenty of joints and I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and geeked out on all of this stuff for hours and hours. And then I forgot all about it, went back to my life and was like, I got to get a job. Actually, I already have a job. But then when I met Barry O'Keefe, <laughs> the EPA senior scientist, emeritus, re retired scientist, and he was talking about empirical data 
that these core samples had been taken from the North Pole when the U.S. military went to the North Pole to try to stop any potential German Nazi advances. Mm. They took core samples. Yeah, this Antarctica is a different story. Okay. That's a whole other podcast or whatever. So what he had said is that, yes, the the core samples, they would dig down, and every 12,000 years, you would see the North Pole being a tropical zone, mm -hmm. and then it would flip back to being an ice tundra. And what that compared with other details that he had combined and all these other scientists have combined is the fact that the poles are shifting, the magnetic poles north and south are shifting. They're not flip-flopping, they're coming closer together. Oh, okay. And this is very measurable. This is just hard science. This is happening and about every 12,000 years, there are things, major cataclysms that happen. In the next 20 years, supposedly, we will go to the grand solar minimum, that is where uh, the, the center of the Milky Way has ejected, there's like a, a super massive black hole there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes as Stephen Hawking proved with his mathematics, uh, black holes yeah, exude yeah. mass. Well, allegedly <laughs> theory, allegedly theory, theory, theory. 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 Go check out the holographic. Anyway, they are measuring that there's a sinusoidal wave coming from the center of the Milky Way galaxy. It hit us in about 1891 when we had what was called the, the Carrington event. I think that was 1891. There was four days of aurora in, you know, like Northern Lights, but it was all the way down in America. You know, not up in Canada, but all the way down for like four days. It burned out all the electronics in the world, which happened to be the telegraph lines at the time. So maybe the Amish have some kind of wisdom there and not using electricity and getting their lives, keeping their lives going. Because when this happens, and it is very likely to happen, not in the next 20 years, but from tomorrow yeah. until the next 20 years, yeah, we're likely to have like a very, very, so within the next 10 years or so, but intuitively, he and I were discussing, well, we felt it was a lot sooner. Well, they call it the kill shot that comes before the grand solar minimum and multiple kill shots. Kill shot meaning when the sun ex uh, gives off a CME, a coronal mass ejection, it is like an EMP for the Earth which is electromagnetic pulse, which fries all the electronics, but it needs to be facing the earth or at least kind of facing the earth in order for it to hit. And we are overdue for three of these different types of events. According to and this is all like hard <laughs> empirical science. And then Davidson. Okay. I think Stephen Hawking is a science. That's a huge science. 100% of science. No, Stephen Hawking is not on there. You think he didn't exist? <laughs> no, I think he doesn't exist. He was a puppet. He was a puppet. I do right, and, it, and it's part of the inversion where it's like they would have projected the smartest person in the world as somebody who can't move or think. Or and I'm trying. And he was control. He was control. He was. He was. He was, he was, he was like yeah. Like everything he said was just somebody else on the keyboard saying that stuff. Yeah. And keep in mind too, he was compromised. He was a freaking Jeffrey Epstein's best friend. Dude. Okay. What? Yeah, he was on Epstein Island. Epstein Island. Oh, I don't know how he ended it up. So these are all principal facts. <laughs> You've yeah. got linked to the description. No, I'm just like, I'm just saying, like, dude, I'm just saying. I don't have facts. Oh, I do. Okay, yeah, no worries, no worries. I so love Yeah, with the Freedom TV thing, I'm trying to keep it, it all and measure that stuff. Well, I just love what it says right here. It says that... Well, I know he was on FCI. What does it say? Yeah. The upcoming series of great solar flash events mm -hmm. will act as the trigger for, trigger for full disclosure and the Great Awakening. Ah, so see. it's like what you said, multiple events over and over and over. And we have thought as lightworkers, at least, 
that we had already awakened, you know, like we, we've been just like continuously awakening to these truths throughout the pandemic and stuff. We thought, oh, like we're already awakening. Meanwhile, we didn't realize we were, Leo King always says, in the lobby of this actual mm -hmm. event that is yeah. supposed to be happening. That's so true. Yeah. The solar flash activates spiritual light body ascension. The ascension into the fifth dimensional earth age of the golden race. And we're gonna do a shout out for the Great Awakening, which is what this poster is called. Yeah, shout it, out. You must uh, Great Awakening shout out to, uh, Mikey Willis. Well, Mikey Willis is the great producer who made a, a movie on YouTube called The Great Awakening, talking about the pandemic three is actually coded on there. But it also talks about Lahaina fires, how corrupt Josh Green with his diarrhea of Ebenezer, with gonorrhea in his mouth, and he likes it in the butt from Hilo Hospital. We're pulling cocaine. So you can verify this in the Hilo. You're from Mokul Calvin, you know the truth. And we're going to tag you, Josh. Because ETs oh, yeah, yeah. is extraterrestrials, UAPs, the unidentified aerial phenomenon, which Congress already proved to the senators that they do exist. We got Air Force veterans. Of course, we see it. Of course, you know it. But now, what are you going to do about it? Because now we got secret space programs, SFP, Corey Good. We're talking about the Lunar Operation Command, LOC. There are names for this stuff. And that's why you should get this poster. That's why you should get this poster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Learn more. Dig deeper. Dig deeper. That's good. Oh, wait, Learn more. Dig deeper. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That should be a t shirt. Mm -hmm. What else would we like to discuss? I know we had some stuff off camera. What would you like to bring up, Shane? We hit a lot of the stuff. Oh. Well, we could talk about the uh, so of course, so the line of fire, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot going on with that, you know. I know that uh, Shelby and uh, Stephanie have been working very hard to put together this book that's gonna be coming out here. Oh, there is, oh, there's a copy of the manuscript, promote the book, promote the book, yeah, turn back better. Actually, I I guess we can probably say it. we would prefer that you go buy it at shopinjected.com shop but you can also find it on amazon but we don't like these is it is out there yeah. it's yeah. going to be published uh on the 30th on the 30th yeah. coming soon get your copy the dissertation the testimony and what actually happened in line what happened do we want you want to hear my part of the story yeah okay Whew. all right so yeah, I had been actually the reason why I was in Lahaina to begin with was because of your mom and you guys. You guys yeah. led me to Lahaina town a year ago. And um, yeah, I had been working on Front Street for eight months or so. And I've been um, a part of Lahaina town and really was immersing myself there. And I had been feeling intuitively like I didn't want to work or live there anymore. Like I just kept getting this message. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but like making a living in Lahaina was wonderful. But I was receiving this message that something was wrong. Like three days or four days before the fire, I actually quit my job at um, the yoga studio I'd been working at once a week in my buku. Mm -hmm. And I was apparently right with my intuition as far as like trying to make, I don't know, life flow a little bit easier. But I was scheduled to work that day on Front Street and I rolled into town at about 8.30 in the morning. As soon as I got there, I knew immediately something was wrong because when I came into the valley of the highway, there were like gale force winds like I've never seen in my life before. Like street signs were already in the middle of the road at 8.30 in the morning. And there was traffic too, which was really weird. It was like gridlock in New York City, you guys. Mm -hmm. Like pulling up, it was like you couldn't go um, down Lahaina Gateway Center and you couldn't go the other direction, you know, the other entryway you know, into Lahaina Town. 
And I had, of course, shown up to town on an empty tank of gas. So I could not even turn around to oh, go back gas stations because all the gas stations are out of power already. Wow. And I, I had no idea that Lahaina Town had already been out of power maybe since 6 a.m. that morning. So I went to where I was living in, in Waihikuli and um, my housemate at the time was there and he was sleeping and I was having an anxiety attack because I was feeling the energy and just watching the wind blow. And um, yeah, by about 3 p.m. Uh, we had heard that there was a fire that had sparked because um, there had been speculate or um, there had been like word that a fire had started previously that morning that had been contained, um, but then a new fire started and we walked outside and there was a massive plume of smoke that just was billowing up over the neighborhood. And throughout the day, we were watching this giant plume of smoke like roll into Lahaina town and hearing these explosions. And my housemate and I just looked at each other and we were like, this is really not good like something is clearly wrong um because you could easily say and of course that there were gasoline tanks you know all sorts of things in town that were probably exploding um but there was a lot of speculation around um the power lines starting the fire which i personally just feel like that's completely off base because there was no power so how is that you know what i mean i just felt personally like even though maybe there was some footage of it and stuff that it just didn't feel right. Yeah, how old was that footage? When, where was know. it really taken? Right, well, it I mean, from five years ago, well, I don't know. There was even footage up in, on the Heine Luna Road where the fire began, and it looked like there was a power line involved. Like at six in the morning. Yeah, but it was super weird to me, right? Like when mm -hmm. I saw the footage, I was like, I'm not really sure that that's how the fire started. And um, so my housemate and I, we stayed in Wahikuli in the neighborhood up above Lahaina Gateway until about 8.30 in the evening. So I was there a total of like 12 hours during the day. And there was so much smoke moving into Lahaina Town that it covered the sun. Mm. So it was very much like the, like sun, red sun. the sun turned red, I yeah. have footage, yeah. and the sky went dark. Yeah. And so, I mean, the wind was great. ripping like at least 80, I mean, it could have been a hundred miles an hour. It, it was, it was wild. I mean, it was terrifying. And so I was freaking out and my housemate was like relatively calm. Bless his heart. Shout out Mary. We love you. And we wanted to stay, he wanted to stay to make sure the house was safe, the animals were safe. But at about 8.30, what I found was most interesting about some of the things that we're coming out about the stories of people in Lahaina town was that the people in Waihikuli neighborhood actually received evacuation notice at 8 30 in the evening after all of the events that were happening all of the deaths in Lahaina town we were still in the neighborhood with no trace of fire coming but we were receiving evacuation notice by the police and by the fire department rolling through the neighborhoods giving us you know the warning that a fire was coming we should probably leave so all of the surrounding neighbors did leave and they were people that had probably lived in the neighborhood about 60 years or so that had never left before. And a year prior, I had seen fires up Lahaina Luna up by the high school. And most of the neighborhood had stayed then because none of the fires would ever cross this cane road that was in front of Waihikuli neighborhood. 
So at about 8.45, 9 o'clock, all of the neighbors, mostly in our vicinity of the neighborhood, left. And then we saw the fire truck roll through this cane road and blow water, you know, to prevent the fire from coming and crossing over this cane road to hop into the neighborhood. So then um, Merrick and I, we were staying in the home and we had gone up over, um, over into the field to see how far away it was. And it looked like it was super far away, you guys. Like we had no, like, I was feeling like something bad was going on. But anyway, we're in the house and I had noticed that the water turned off at about 9, 10, about 10 minutes before the fire came. So um, Merrick and I were in the house and I was lying on the floor and I saw the sparks fall on the neighbor's roof outside his bedroom window. And I shot up and I was like, we gotta go. And like, I'm throwing my shoes on and we start to feel the heat in the house. And I throw the door open and like the whole sky is like red and I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm screaming at Merrick and I'm like, get out of the house. And like, he's, you know, moving a little bit faster now and i'm outside and like telling him we have to get in the car of course we can't take my car because i'm out of gas so he jumps his car luckily it starts and he had forgotten his phone he runs back in the house and we finally get in the car and like the house in front of us that was across the street was completely engulfed in flames wow. and the sky was just like orange and red and we pull out, the car starts, and we almost hit a woman in the road who had been smoke inebriated. She had her bicycle and her shirt was like half off. And I was in such shock that I was like, keep going. And he was like, we're gonna pick up this fucking lady. Like, you're not gonna kill her. Like, we're gonna pick her up. And there was a civic center at the edge on the other side of the neighborhood. So we got her in the car and we dropped her at the civic center and we cruised on the opposite side of the neighborhood. We did have an exit route, whereas most people and most of the stories that I had been hearing about Front Street were that there were no exits for the cars to leave. So for some reason, by some God miracle, we had a way out of the neighborhood. And then if you had cruised five minutes away from where our neighborhood was starting to go up in flames, you could see that people were not really in a rush. Like people had no idea that the fire was coming, even though people were being warned in our neighborhood. Everybody was so nonchalant. So um, we exited the neighborhood. We headed north toward Ka'anapali and Kapalua Bay. And uh, we just kept going. I just kept feeling like we needed to get out of there. And we hit a Kapalua golf course and there was a roadblock. Mm. And there was a state of... Uh, I don't know if he was a state trooper or a regular policeman, but there was a guy there and Merrick got out and talked to him. And the policeman, he asked the policeman if we could please, you know, exit out of the roadblock because we're trying to run away from a fire, dude. Like this is like we're dead. And he's like, well, if you get in line, uh, we'll probably let you leave. Probably. Probably let you leave. And so there were four cars in front of us um, and we could hear that they were agitated. Do you have a description on that officer? Do you know what he video? looked like? Name, badge number? No, I don't, unfortunately. I was in such a state that I- Were they in a sedan or an SUV? There were uh, white trucks. The white SUV. The white SUV. Okay. Yeah, and there, so what happened was there was another cop in an SUV that did go around the roadblock before everybody. And then the cars and we proceeded to go around the roadblock mm -hmm. and exit, you know, that mm -hmm. part of the island. 
Um, and then to our surprise coming all the way around, then we saw the fires that were burning from Kula and Kihei. And, and thank God, I mean, that was the most tremendous life-changing experience I've ever had. And I just, I'm so grateful that we made it out safely. And that we are too. We're alive I'm and glad you're here. So great. such a gift. And I mean, you know, there's, there's so much, um, divine about you know our life story as human beings and i don't doubt that this wasn't supposed to happen to me like i know that it's it's helped me in so many ways to step more fully into my power and also to appreciate my life mm -hmm. um but i am really like you know before like with the pandemic shelby and like what you guys have done with injected like i was already like raring and ready to go for like helping to be of service on this island now i'm like now i'm like all right this is not a joke. Good like we're here we're yeah exactly yeah. like we're here we're here to really try mm. to be of service. So mm. I'm so honored to be here with you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Wow, scary. You're a survivor. You survived with your life. You know it's a crazy story because people who are not from Lahaina, I'm sure people are watching all around the world. We want to help promote more stories of people who survived. Mm. We got the book coming out. Burn yeah. back better. We got real better. people because we want to keep Lahaina lands in Lahaina hands. Doesn't, you don't have to be Hawaiian with the bloodline. You just have to be care enough with the local spirit mm -hmm. to be here and actually give up. You know what? Yeah, thank so you. Thank you for sharing. If people want to connect with you, yeah. are you willing to share your social media so people can ask you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you so much because that really truly means a lot to, to be welcomed by the Hawaiian people and Aloha spirit. And I just feel so honored to be here still. Um, if you guys want to follow me and hear my story, uh, my accounts are Astrologer Babe. <laughs> Shelby coined that name for me. <laughs> let's, just, let's just give that That's away. Accurate. Shelby gave me an amazing name. name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just uh, really grateful to be here. So you can find me at Jacqueline Joy on Facebook or Astrologer Babe on all social media platforms. Now you have a skill set with this astrology. Would you be able to elaborate a little more about oh, the age sure. from Pisces to Aquarius? Yeah, mm. thank you for asking. I'm really like so honored to just be friends with y'all. You guys are so fun. Um, I personally feel like the astrology is super on point to what we're experiencing in the grand narrative. Um, the North node of the planet, which is kind of like, it's the nodes of the moon are just like guideposts that really kind of create, can be like a blueprint of what our collective story is experiencing every two years. And so the North node is in the sign of Aries, which is actually the God of war. So a lot of what we're experiencing this year, I mean, already yeah. are elements of war and, you know, <laughs> just all of this intensity. And so I think that these energies are really ramping up. Obviously, we can feel it like within our energies. And yeah, especially now that we're in eclipse season, like that last eclipse that we had um, was actually in the sign of Libra, which is the south node of the moon. And so there are polarities that are playing in the world. Like we can really feel the polarity of light and dark happening, the polarity of like relationships in the world. And yeah, studying astrology in tandem with all of this has really been helpful for me yeah. to like, you know, bring some meaning to some of my experiences, but also it's just like, it's really fun. A follow up. Do you think they chose eight, eight? As astrological significance being the lens, which is my birthday. That's your birthday. 
We're all going to give our astrological signs. Yeah, so please. You guys know, but you're going to start first. So okay. You might be able to have read between the lines. Yeah, well, as far as astrological signs go, do you just want to know our sun signs? Or do you, you got other stuff to share? No, just the stars. Okay. Whenever you're born, you know, we know there's okay, 13 yeah. astrological signs. Because <laughs> have made up a 13th one. They changed it. I'm that 13th one. You're the team. You're from your view room? Yeah. I'm Gemini, which which is connect I think Geminis are the messengers from God. Duh. Gemini. What's up, Gemini? Shelby's a Gemini. 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 Yeah, her birthday's a couple of years. Okay. So Leo, Virgo. Virgo. I'm a triple, oh. triple Leo born on 808. Leo. Triple Leo. Please explain me. What is the triple Leo? Sun, moon, and house whole thing. Leo. Freaking get out. All eyes on me. Messenger yeah. from God. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. Whoa. Okay, that's. In my, 808, too, which is the Lion Gate. Like, in my opinion, I feel like that's like. Well, that's here you are. Yeah, that's significant. You know. I, that's right here. I don't really know much about it, but that's what I've been told. Triple Leo, you said. Do you know oh, your Chinese horoscope? No, I don't. We can I'm check a dog. it. Just dog. your dog. dog. We're all dogs. I'm a dog style baby. <laughs> You're all dogs. Yeah. All y'all <laughs> run us. <laughs> yeah, we both. <laughs> We're running okay. the pack. So what? Dog is dog. Jess said she was born at 8.08 p.m. October 14th. So you're Libra, Jess? Oh, my son was born at 8.08, Jess, as well. What? And he's a Libra. Gavin, it's not 8.08 yeah. as Whoa. well. That's a trip. 8.08. I think absolutely. Eight, I mean, obviously, 808 has such significance. They definitely picked out that date. And the, I mean, it correlates so closely to the fine people as well, like with 808 mm -hmm. and uh, the area revelations, mm -hmm. 88, and, you know, it being associated with the light of the sun. Because it's almost like it's just like a diss in so many areas. It just makes me so angry. Mm -hmm. Like, so mad. Yeah, it's awful. They use a strategy to and it's like, advantage. Like 808 is like the, the colonizer number that was assigned to this place, right? That they retook. So yeah. It's like that didn't exist before. Neither did zip codes. So it's like exactly zip codes, area codes. These are all new things and don't correspond with the land itself. So it's almost like a big fuck you yeah. to do it on that date. Yeah, know? it's such a fuck you. Because it's based on the post office. You guys didn't know. Each country only has two letters. There's their symbol country code. The Hawaiian Kingdom had her own post office. King David Kalakau was our postmaster general before the Honolulu staff was advertised. Our first color newspaper, the Polynesian, is what's the prerequisite before Honolulu started advertised before it got taken over by the Illuminati and all these other people. Our country calls HI, and we're talking about the districts and the precincts, you know, off camera. In the Hawaiian Islands, there's 132 plus islands, not only eight. So they kind of lie to you. When they give you that fake mm -hmm. flag, they don't tell you the whole story. I yeah. speak Kauai, which is Ko Hawaii Pine Island, which means the Hawaii Islands. Problem is, 99% of roads illiterate. Just like they say Boko and Punani, that's not Hawaiian. That's pigeon. That's slang. That's ebonics. Ebonics is recognized language, just like pigeon. If you give, you go, again, the girls again, me, 
Nikki's again, I died to stop you. But if you understand the words coming out of my mouth, that's not my problem. That's your problem. I don't talk to facts. You listen to slow code. United States is not English. Hablo español, pendejo. You must speak Spanish because now we're aliens are coming in. Mm. I'm following what the book says, the Black Law, the Webster Diction. If they're alien immigrants, they have a game card. If they have one, they can't vote. So we're losing the power. Correct. They can do some crazy stuff with alien immigrants and get away, not paying taxes, not doing like the true U.S. citizens are doing. Now we're getting hustled. We're talking about the tax law, which there's no law. It's a tax code with the IRS. So how do we counter the strawmanian's homo, which you know the Social Security slave number, put onto us being controlled by the British? Because we're talking about the Illuminati Empire, the Vatican controls the religion, DC controls the military, and then we talk about Crown State Eleven controlling the finance. When you study Donald Trump, Robert Kiyosaki, you can get on the same page in Wavelength and try to fire away and counter this through decentralized crypto and getting off the grid, building your own home, doing some cool stuff. Yeah, I know you got something to say. That, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier. I mean, well, so the first step is like, you know, taking care of your own personal health, your own taking care of like your realm. And then then it expands outward and it kind of talks about it here, you know, where being of service to others, looking how you can be of use to your community through service. That's a huge part of it, too, mm-hmm. is that you become a valuable community member and then you go and you try to build community, a high trust, high morality community of like like-minded people who share a similar vision. Like that is the solution, you know what I mean? And so now, right now, as things are relatively calm, right before the big, whatever's gonna come next, like this is the time to do it. Like do meetups in real life. If, if there's there's all kinds of resources out there, like freedomcells.org is a good one. The Bertaria Times app is a good one. Just even meetups.com is a good one. Start attending meetups in real life. And if there aren't any in your community, you need to start hosting them yourself. Because if someone goes to like freedomcells.org and they don't see a freedom cell in their community, a lot of people just walk away and it's like, okay, well, now you need to be the person that takes the next step and start freedom cell and start hosting meetups and start gravitating people towards your life. I mean, that's what we got to do. Mm, yeah. Serious. Yeah. Now, Andrew, you, you have a book about making eco villages. You show me at your house. Could you mm-hmm. please elaborate what works versus the 10% versus 90%? Uh, I guess the best thing to do is just to recommend the book, which is called Creating a Life Together. Mm. I, I don't recall the name of the authors, but what they did is they did a deep dive research on all of these mindful communities where people struck out on their own to create their own incorporated towns or their own off-grid communities. And they took a very systematic and scientific approach to finding out what works and what doesn't. You can see the analytics of how many people were in the founding teams, how many people stayed two years later, which communities were able to continue and which ones were not. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it all comes down to communication, values, being together with people that really have that grit and that energy to do the work. Because yeah. everybody, it's the Pareto principle, right? Eighty twenty yeah, rule. Exactly. Everybody likes the glitz and the glam, but very few people are, are really able to, to go down and do that work. Exactly. Yeah, I've been involved in several little community building, put on festivals, these sorts of things, and it's like very clear that twenty percent of people do eighty percent of the work, and the other eighty percent want everything for free. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> don't don't like, be that eighty percent. Yeah, 80%, 80%, 80%. exactly. We have to like keep that going too yeah. because it's like with everything going on, it's almost like they're gonna try and literally like with the solar flare and the kill shot, like burn us out. Actually, mm. 
Yeah, if there is not, in fact, a real EMP coming from the sun, and that is a psyop within a psyop, mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it past these deep state assholes to release an EMP and then tell us that it was a solar flash. Exactly. I mean, right. they can make up anything. This whole right. poster might be a psyop. Yeah, right. We have no idea. Right. The story that we tell ourselves, the creation that we co-create, I mean, you guys heard that crazy news article from that scientist that was saying that we no longer have free will. Did you oh, guys that, that? No, Harari guy, you've all, all Yeah, I mean, I was interested in the book from the beginning, all but all these fucking I got free will and shit.
while we take care of ourselves. Yeah, Russell Brand released a video not too long ago of um, some archaeologist who looked like Indiana Jones, who went on CNN, who had found some kind of humanoid remains deep in a cave, but they were definitely not human, just humanoid, mm -hmm. but they had etchings on the cave wall above the grave of like triangle shapes and hashtags. So what he postulated was that, yes, there is this existing consciousness that is outside of us and being expressed mm -hmm. through different types of sentient beings. Yeah, but it's not perceptible. So that could be the fifth dimension. That could be the whatever, sixth, tenth dimension. I don't know. And mm -hmm. so as we ascend, we become more tuned into that. Well, and you know how Plato said, yeah. like, you know, yeah. we're just in the cave okay. seeing exactly. the shadows on the wall. Exactly, yeah. 10%. But, right. it's, but it's empowering because these people like the, the Sam Harris's and the Paul Noah Harari's, they think that the consciousness comes from within and they think that they can create that artificially and then that's going to be their solution for life extension. But the whole, their whole theory is flawed from the get-go. They'll never achieve what they're going to do and they're going to try to burn down everything in pursuit of it. But they, they'll get up murdered by a spam bot. It's a failure. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope uh, not. Shout out to Elon for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I really so hope they're just they're just they're just on this treadmill of, of despair and they'll never reach their goals and so you're going down punk yeah you're yeah. going down punks you're gonna look out you're gonna die lonely and miserable I hate that. <laughs> All right. so they're talking about logic you know logic will get you to a to b mm -hmm. but your heart the feelings is what they're putting out a lot of women are spiritually in tune to mother nature no matter what us three dudes say, there's no babies going to pop out of us. Mm -hmm. so, no matter what Joe Biden says. No matter how you identify, bro. <laughs> so in Hawaiian, we say mana, right, which means power, energy. And Nikola Tess thinks of terms of energy, vibration, and frequency because it hurts. You can measure this one over time because you can do it scientifically. But in Egypt, we're talking about the Anunnaki, ancient aliens. They use sound technology, and they call it mana with two ends mm -hmm. to make these big gobekli tepi and these huge ass tons of stuff move because now we're talking about different frequency that you can use to levitate gravity we're talking about different chemicals elements mercury iridium but how do we say it in simple english i don't know how to say it in english in hawaiian we have the feeling right the vibration you can tell something's good something's bad you have a premonition which is you know our guts the, if you're talking about scientific, there's ego, ego super ego, yeah, like consciousness, super conscious, talking about Johan, what you know, ego. you don't know. Well, it's having this they great go. conversation. Yeah, belly button. You figure out what we're going to do as people together, collectively, to counter right, all these bad, evil villains messing up planet Earth. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just going to defeat themselves because all their pursuits are for nothing, man. You know? Or, or their pursuits are just playing a part in the collective race yeah. of our collective vibration. 100%. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for their insane push for the lockdown these last few years, like, we wouldn't have been activated. Like, we, yeah. when did you start? Yeah, I wouldn't know you guys. Yes. Did you start? Yeah. Well, yeah. the news was fake in 2020. Yeah. It's a post COVID. Yeah. I started podcasting like post election April, immediately after the election. No, it was like May 2020, we started podcasting. And so that activated all of us. Right, yeah. and then and then obviously brought us all together. We wouldn't be sitting here together. Like, I'd still be working at an office job, Eugene, <laughs> Oregon, dude. Like it's like kind of really not enjoying my life. But now, look shout at out to you, Eugene. Though I'm from St. Yeah. Oh, dude, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> They're the ducks, the mighty yeah. ducks. Yeah, I got wet feet, bro. Dude, you'll be very sad to see your time go away. I I was man. I, I went and lived in communist freaking China for 18 years. <laughs> I wanted to bring my daughter back 
for yeah. an American childhood, took her to Oregon in 2019, oh, and yeah. I could see the politicians, what they were yeah. saying, see the news, and it smelled like communism to oh, me. Yeah. So I thought civil war was coming. I could read all the signs. So I brought my daughter here to Maui to be surrounded by Aloha, thinking yeah. that, you know, there's a buffer zone. And yeah, it turns out that Pacific Ocean is a great buffer zone away sure. from all of the unlawful, undocumented fifth column soldiers that are coming through the southern border. Yeah. Not even calling them illegal aliens or like, I only need 10 of them to be yeah. soldiers for me to assume the worst. Yeah, that's sorry. Amazing. I plan, yeah, I hope for the best, but I plan for the worst. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I got uh, born and raised in Oregon, lived there my whole life, but I moved to Nashville in last year. So it's really sad Tennessee. to see what happened to Oregon. Man. Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey. it's not the place that I grew up in, no. it's a different place. No. All of America is different yeah. and for the worst, but we can bring it back, folks. Yep, and we must. That's what we're because doing. if freedom dies in America, it dies everywhere. That's it. And we do not want a Chinese CCP global no. system of yeah. social credit scoring. It is exactly like that Black Mirror episode. Oh, yeah. I lived there. I've seen it. You don't want it. No. No matter how much, no matter how much they're going to they're gonna try and convince you it's for your safety, for your convenience, for, your, stuff. Yeah. It's for your own good. But don't believe it. Don't buy it. Yeah. Freedom above everything. That's yeah. Thing. No, no emergency it gives the, the government the right to suspend our freedoms, no. to suspend no. our constitution. And if anybody like Q comes along again and tells you to stand by, stand down, the patriots are in charge, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Do not listen. Hillary Clinton's in the sewers. Do not yeah, nobody's coming to save us. We to save. have to stay. That's the worst thing to save ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sovereignty above all else. Sovereignty exactly. and love. Yeah. And what Drew was uh, bringing up to is uh, since you are of war, you must study the enemy and know ah. thyself so you don't lose this war. You can pick that. and choose the battles. Now, how are we going to study the enemy? We don't speak Chinese. You don't got the little handbook. Because what we're talking about is the Communist Manifesto written by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. They're talking about destroying the family unit. It's supposed to be for the working men's class. We're talking about the Nazis, 1800s Germany. Now we're talking about the Khazarian Empire. You don't study their books. How can you know how to counter them? So you must study the book, just like Prince Machiavelli. And you have to do your homework. Yeah, you yeah know the tiny. You just learn your manual. Mao Zedong. Mao, Mao yeah. Study this. They're copying CCP. Well, no, you can read it a thousand times over and still learn something new. I recommend the uh, yes, the translator copy. Is that the one I recommended That's to you? That's the one you recommended Was to me. With the translator That's commentary. Right. I just started doing this. Great. Do you remember the 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 author? Oh, I don't remember the author offhand. I think it was Miles. The, the cover Giles, of the book has like this that. like really intricate looking warrior. Like, yeah, we'll send the link in the description. Yeah. Another book I'd recommend if you're looking for like solutions too, it's, uh, it's called The Conscious Resistance Trilogy by Derek Bros. Mm. It's a fantastic book that kind of shows like the vision for building the new world, you know, outside of like like parallel systems, parallel structures. Like Derek Bros is the guy that made it Freedom Cells and John Bush started the Freedom Cells Network and Yes, the Conscious Resistance Trilogy, very good stuff. Didn't you have another book you showed me last night? Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, oh, they're called The Blackmail, The Black... Yeah, it's, it's Whitney Webb's two-part series that she just came out with called uh, One Nation Under Blackmail. That kind of describes oh. the whole world that we're looking at right now. The first book, like, her, she became famous reporting on the Epstein stuff. Like, she mm. was, like, probably the most prolific Epstein reporter from day one, took all through 2019. And uh, she's just an incredibly intrepid and just insanely, uh, profoundly, just unbelievably well-researched 
journal. Like, it's just unbelievable. So the first book, part one, basically shows the history of, like, sexual blackmail in the United States going all the way back to, like, you know, the 1900s and, uh, like, early 1900s and talks about, like, the mafia and, like, all the intelligence agencies and gives you source, 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 source all the way through showing how that became so prolific in like through the intelligence agencies and just all these the go-to tool yeah, for compromising politician and official yeah and then part two of the book it goes to the epstein network and how that led to the creation and then and it talks about like you know wexner and and just all these fools you know what i mean it's really it's powerful stuff and there's an audiobook version of part one at least i'm aware of uh i started listening to it but it's so dense it's like almost <laughs> every single sentence there's like a footnote where you have to go research. <laughs> so it's probably okay. better to listen to it than, than to read it. I don't it. know. It's almost, I feel like it's almost better to read, just read, read it. Read it. Read it. Because then there's okay. like a footnote for every. I, I was yeah. involved with this uh, book book club, the study club through uh, the Grand Theft World podcast. If you guys aren't if you guys aren't down with the Grand Theft World podcast, it must, 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 must listen. As badass yeah. as Grand Theft Auto video yeah. game? Yeah, Grand Theft World every <laughs> Sunday night. They do like an eight hour live stream every Sunday night. Um, it's a powerful show, Richard Grove and them. Anyway, so Tony, he hosted, they hosted like the book club, the study, study club for uh, the One Nation of Black Male through their community. And I attended a few and it's just like, it's just such dense information that you have to kind of just, you have to go you know, educate yourself on it. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. like not conspiracy at all. No, and I, that's, I, I do have a question because yeah. uh, he showed me the book yesterday. It's very uh, in-depth. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I always look in the back, I read the yeah. back over the table contents and I found something fascinating. Yeah. On page 69 of book one, talking about Israel, because you guys didn't know, the Arab nation is fighting with Israel, controlled by the Jewish nation. Mm -hmm. But in the book, page 69, Mm -hmm. she talks about the Bronfman family. Bronfman's, well, well, I mean, the The Israel plays such a huge role in this whole story because, like, you know, Robert Maxwell, who is Ghislaine Maxwell's father, was, you know, an Israeli operative who was busted selling, like, software to the united states that had backdoors that they could like you know steal all our information and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and he died under mysterious circumstances like he apparently fell off his yacht and, sure. died. and uh the, the, the maxwell family like like the, the several daughters of like galanes with they're like looking at the daughter so there's isabel maxwell right. and they're looking at she's a little haggard in the face <laughs> and they're like okay you're gonna go into big ten galane you're gonna run the sex draft and so it's like, but but uh, Isabel Maxwell was one of the uh, founders of like, remember Alta Vista? Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, she was like involved with that, and like, has ties with Microsoft from back in the day. Oh, so, man. so this Maxwell family has like tentacles like everywhere, and so and then she Glenn got fixed up with I think it was Alta Vista. I could be wrong. It was one of those one of those early early night like, dog pile. Yeah, one of the one of those like like early search engines. But, uh, so they had infiltrated all yeah. of the search engines because yeah. they already knew what that was going to become. Totally, they knew what they wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, and then but but then these are all like ties to Mossad and like so Israel plays a huge role in it, all this stuff for sure. You know? Scott, if I may ask, uh, yeah. someone's asking what's the book and author. I wonder. Okay, it's uh, have... it's it's One Nation Under Blackmail. If you go to trineday.com, it's Trineday Publishing, which is also based in Oregon. Uh, One Nation Under Blackmail by Whitney Webb. And Whitney Webb's done a t- bunch of huge interviews. She's been yeah. on like, Glenn Beck and Patrick Bed David. And mm-hmm. she goes on The Last American Vagabond all the time. She's a she's a writer contributor to The Last American Vagabond. Um, I run that, that sub stack. And we haven't done a bunch of first That's a great there, show, but... Last American Vagabond. Yeah. I that's love, my, love Shelby, Shelby's yeah. interview yep. on there. Yep. That's yep. great. Yep. That's uh, so yeah, Whitney Webb. She's just look for her interviews too because she breaks it all down. Like particularly, like there was a Patrick Bet David one. Fairly shout out to PBD, love you, where, bro. Where she she, she did she did a lot of. He's uh, good. If you guys don't know him, check him out. Yeah. 
Thank you. So no, much. you're good. I'm just saying, like, it's like it, it really. The thing about her work is that it just takes it so far out of the realm of conspiracy. That's like, dude, this is like facts. It's and it gets to the point where you realize it's like almost. And then I got to this point in my truth journey. I had to kind of pull back a little bit. Yeah. Right? Like when I was first started really getting into this stuff, I ran into the whole idea of like child trafficking and mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I was like, I was incredulous. I was like, no. There's no way that could possibly be true, right? And so you start looking into it and you realize, holy shit, it's bad. Not only is it true, it's like it almost gets Word. to the point where it's like all these governments and institutions exist solely, solely. to cover up yeah. this whole phenomenon of like child right. It's like so incredibly crazy, you yeah. know? And so, like, books and art, you know, pieces like Whitney Webb's work, it really just takes it out of conspiracy and, and puts it in like, you know, here's all the receipts, here's all the people, here's all the cases. And there's some amazing cases. Like if you look at like the Franklin scandal, if you guys don't know about the Franklin cover up. What is that? Yeah, tell you guys us don't know about the Franklin. About the Franklin but, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's, it's just, you know, these things like go all the way to the White House. There's like a headline in the Washington Examiner, I believe from like the eighties where it says like, you know, White House, Busted with like you know smuggling cowboys into the White House, like they, like these are like the Franklin problems. scandal. Well, the Franklin scandal is like Franklin. Okay, it was in Nebraska. No, it was in um, it was in um, what was it? It's a, one of the main towns in Nebraska. I can't remember. And uh, oh, and Jackie Graham was here. And Jackie Graham. Pack of wolves. Pack of wolves. Oh yeah, pack of wolves. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got a dog, you got a wolf. There's a documentary called uh, Conspiracy of Silence, I think it's called. Oh, it's either, cons I'm yeah, Conspiracy of Silence. It gets into the whole Franklin scandal, Franklin cover-up, but it really ties into this situation in, in Nebraska, yeah. Omaha. I think it was in Omaha. And it was centered around this uh, this this Franklin, it was a credit union, like a Franklin what? credit union. And it was at the head of the bank was a guy named Larry King, Lawrence King, not like not like the CNN reporter. Not the one that we like. Yeah, no, this is this was a guy named Lawrence King, who uh, and then also in Omaha there was a little orphanage called Boys Town, right? And they also had girls, boys and girls there. And, uh, it was found out that like all of the local like politicians and everything were like exploiting all the kids at Boys Town. And there was uh, there's this one guy named Paul Bonacci. Paul Bonacci, who was uh, as an adult, he kind of came forward with a lot of this information. He actually went to prison for his involvement with all this stuff. But he talked about how he had recruited his kid and then brought up in this lifestyle, but then used to go recruit other kids. And he's got horrific stories of like Lawrence King and all these guys like murdering children and like, you know, right in front of everybody. Like, you would say like Paul, Paul, like Lawrence King would like, you know, go to a hotel room, like murder a kid and then just go. And he was involved in like local politics too. He was like one of the heads of the Republican party for the whole United States. Like they were grooming him to be president. And, but he would like, they would say that like, he would just go murder a kid and go right oh. to like political gathering and stuff like that. Only so, a vampire. Yeah. And so, but it gets really, it gets, it gets way crazier too, because then it all like, then, then there's like this trail of like them smuggling kids into the White House. Like the whole thing just, it goes all the way to the top, goes all the way to the top of like, and so we got the homework to do after this. Episode. Okay, so what I was telling yeah. what I tell you is like there's a, there's a good documentary. If you go to BitChute, it's really hard to find. It's a really really hard documentary to find. But uh, can we get the link in the description? Yeah, I can, I can try and track down. There's a two part documentary it's called Imperium. You got to type in Imperium I M P E R I U M 2018. And it's a two part documentary on BitChute that it, the, the link always disappears and then someone reposts it. But it's a ten part documentary that shows ten different stories of like government. Governments around the world that cover up like child sex trafficking, and and they do feature the Franklin scandal. 
but there but there's a book by a guy named um, Bryant, Nick Bryant, the Franklin cover up, and then one of the other main guys who started reporting on it back in the day died in a plane crash. Sure. You know, one of the main uh the camp, John DeCamp. It was a coincidence. Yeah, he, he and then, then, then <laughs> the, plane, the plane crashed, the plane crashed, and the FBI was there within 10 minutes, and his, all of his suitcases and luggage were no black boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, so, I've said there's a lot of coincidence yeah, in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a coincidence. Coincidence so, theory. Shall but we... anyway, so it's like you know, I didn't. Oops, you know, so it's protect your heart, protect your soul, because it's really tough looking into these things. But at the same time, like we're reaching a point where like this stuff, I feel like. It's gonna be a thing of a change. Oh my god! We're gonna vanquish this evil from the face of the earth. I couldn't agree more, Scott. And I think you're such a warrior. I mean, Christy, objective grandma. I just learned that Scott is a triple Leo. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, that's amazing. He's a oh, oh, make sure the other lion. He's a mission from God. There you go. Oh, really? Well, yeah, we all are. But he's on a mission from God. Now, triple Leo over here. Triple. Yeah. So, I want to bring it back for all of you for the Bronx Men line. Yeah. We don't understand the Illuminati, the Satanic tribes. They control Canada, which is LCBO. If you've been to Canada, you only buy liquor once or called LCBO. They call it Lickbo. But the Bronx Men family is in charge of taking all the alcohol prohibition, controlling the opium wars in the 1800s before our Hawaiian kingdom. They're also running the Nexium sex cult. We caught them busted, Claire Bronx Men on the big mm-hmm. eye, running the sex cult. With ayahuasca and Paul Sue is still doing it, Michelle Kobayashi and the Big Island. And that's mm-hmm. where they take down these bad evil villains because they're running the alcohol and the drugs. We talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. The Rothschilds controlling the fiat currency. They don't care who makes the rules, they control the money for supply. The Rockefeller controlling the oil, the Reddings Fund controlling the aluminum, all of the monopoly. And you have to just understand what's going down to understand what they're doing and how they monopolize mm-hmm. the entire world through a totalitarianism oligarchy. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here, I want to I add on that just because, like, you know, a lot of this also ties back to so much of, like, you know, the foundation of, like, these roundtable groups and these secret societies that kind of instituted all these plans. Like, it, all, it all kind of came around. Well, it came around, like, in, in, in South Africa. South Africa with, like, these diamond mining people. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that's really like really the movie Big Diamond. Yep. Group. The Knights of Templar, actually, yep. I learned from the Leo King, the astrologer that I follow. Yeah. He said October 13th was the same astrology as when the Knights of Templar were murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Look into the last will and testament of Cecil Rhodes. That's an important document that you have to read that kind of lays out this plan that we're seeing. Like Cecil Rhodes, like Rhodesia, Southern South American diamond mining people. Like these are the guys with the Milner Roundtable Group. These are like the guys that kind of instituted this long plan that we're seeing right now. So read the the, the last will and testament of Cecil Rhodes. It lays all this out. It's a very, very yep, it's a very uh, important document. But also I've like I've learned so much of this stuff from Grand Theft World. I have to tell you guys, you have to watch this show. And like what I would suggest doing is like you can watch some of it live because they start recording at about 8.30. Well, I guess here it wouldn't be too bad here on the island. But they start recording at about 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time, and they go to about 5 in the morning. What? And they do like a 7, 8-hour show every Sunday night. Every Sunday? Every Sunday They're night. vampires or no, what? No, no, no. <laughs> they well, keep the seventh day holy. Richard, is a, he calls himself a forensic historian. So what they do is they, they, they take all the, the news of the week. And they, he, he just breaks it down. He's got all these first editions. But his thing is like he's just a book nerd. He like pulls out all the books. And, <laughs> I put nerd. And, and he and he he basically just breaks down all of the, the current news of the week. He goes all the way back, shows all the people that got in this situation, and just like a deep dive, fascinating, like historical. I learned just infinite amounts of stuff. It's just wow. unbelievable. And then his co-host Tony 
he's like a philosophy guy, he's like a philosophy major, and knows all about philosophy, like the logical fallacies, logic, rhetoric, like all these things that I've learned so much from him too. So between them, they look they look at all these stories and everything and news from like a historical and philosophical perspective. Give you intellectual self-defense, so how you can be oh, on guard. Great. I love that word. That, that intellectual self-defense, so that you don't fall victim to all the programming, propaganda, and nonsense. Also, people can no longer hack yeah. our cognitive exactly. biases. Exactly. And they offer yeah. all kinds of courses and classes, and just like it's just a well, incredible community. Intellectual, emotional yep. property. Incredible community. And Richard does a, a, a entrepreneur course too. He's like an entrepreneur business coach. I took his class too. It's called Economy. It's freaking awesome. So it's like these guys. Awesome. Wow. Can't recommend it enough. So grant that world every Sunday night. You check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should focus on solutions. So yeah. I guess we'll go around the round table. We have Shelby's mom right here with us. So mom, now that you're here with us, what is your solution that you see that you'd like to say to the rest of the world? Would you like it's, to it's in this book? <laughs> here we go. What's this, what's this book? The book is called Love is a Special Way of Feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. That's right. And I just skipped to the end of book. I can scribble marks from my grandchildren. <laughs> oh. But um, love is a happy feeling that stays inside your heart for the rest of your life. Oh. So love is the answer. Abundance. Yeah. yeah. Having community. community. Yeah. Having our friendships. Because mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to keep each other sane mm -hmm. when it all. Absolutely. In the gets, membrane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it goes down the drain. <laughs> Hopefully we don't lose our brain. <laughs> I was taking a shower in Maine. <laughs> and somebody's to blame for this tainted water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah why well, forgot to put the glue. What? what are they trying to do? That's, yeah, that's a new story for nature. My granddaughter brought it to my attention the other day. She's like, Grandma, why is your water? Oh, yeah. What's going on there? I don't know. Is this what's wrong with me lately? I, no, I take two the, the bathtubs a day in this. The water thing down there, if yeah. that's your pump, it's got like bullet holes of rust. You can still hear the water pumping on that whatever water reservoir tank. Yeah, that copper rust. It that's from there. Away. That's probably why you're getting like copper pipes. Thing plus. Wait, what? Let's when you go down the road, yeah. That water reservoir tank on yes, the yes, yes. is all filled, like looking like bullet holes and rust. Okay, I don't think I don't know if our water comes from there, but I'll find out. So this would rust turns makes blue water. Something's weird. If copper is oxidizing, it can turn blue. Oh. Yeah, Poison. potentially could tint the water. But we are kind of close to Kula, yeah, where they said yeah. the arsenic right. and like a chemical Yeah, exactly. Bar. I'm starting, yeah. and it probably know. happened around then because it just changed. It went to blue water. Now, we also have a, a fact you guys didn't know. We went to the county council meeting yesterday mm -hmm. trying to interview the governor. We didn't yeah. approve from the governor's office. But we ended up in Tamara Poulton's county council meeting. We're discussing the disaster relief uh, system. They admitted everyone that there's ash toxic poisoning in Lahaina, and that's why they don't want people to go back. But if you call them, the Red yeah. Cross will come, give you a little pass, so you can go and look for it and go through your stuff. The problem with the people like Eddie Garcia, they already looted your shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is nothing there but all these jackasses because uh -huh. he mentioned the cops were there, the sheriffs were there, uh -huh. but their sheriff said you, you can only go up to here. The cops don't stop no looters, they just drive by and uh -huh. people are ransacking everything. Mm. Stuff. Right. So we're we're on a time leg delay, but now they admit finally there's toxic poisoning. Why you can't go back there? Obviously, we knew it from the beginning. Yeah. And they're so full of kukai, they were hiding from us in some Xerox machine office. Mr. We don't know if they are even on the island. No, they did this. Mm -hmm. Green screen. 
They, they're huh. known to fake press conferences as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, Where were they, Chelsea Davis? We heard your voice there. We know you were there. Hey, you dumb hoe. Oh, I, <laughs> I have a I'm good source. I think you're a smart lady, Chelsea. Oh. I have on good source um, <laughs> that a friend of mine um, uh, had been solicited for diamonds from inside of Lahaina. Oh. Yeah. Oh, somebody tried to sell them to mm -hmm. someone you know? Bribe, yes. like a bribe situation? It's not a bribe. You know, they looted them, and now they need to move them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only good news out of that was that if the diamond didn't melt, it didn't get as hot as mm. it could have. Mm. So, yeah, maybe we should, off camera, have a deeper level discussion on who, what, and where on that, and see sure. if we can follow the breadcrumbs. Sure. Back and we'll retract the hoe because I don't even know who that one is. Because people it. looting Let's retract the burning <laughs> out. It's not if she's covering up for these is she? pedophile criminals. Oh, okay. Really so, pisses me off that people would go in there and loot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I, I mean, yeah. people have lost yeah. precious items yeah. to them. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Besides wow. human beings. Yeah, that's uh, all a graveyard and people going in there and digging through for that is just well, did they, despicable. Well, it kind of is in line with them going down to dig electrical um, wires because that means they can. Shelby, how do you feel about, do you think they've been digging up the Hawaiian graves to to great question thank yeah. you for asking yeah. so we have living proof of yes. the deaths and what's going down mm -hmm. the bodies were already cremated you can see cars with the mom holding the baby still in the car which means the fire was so fast it couldn't escape the goddamn vehicle yeah now we have a tongan family i don't want to mention the name but the father got hired from these big rock wall buildings like tongan family business mm -hmm. he got hired right after the fire to go rebuild lahaina luna Mm -hmm. He died three weeks, three weeks later because of toxicity poisoning, acute poisoning, according to burial. Because you go in there every day, sweating your ass off, hot, breathing in all that toxic air. When they did the autopsy, because the mom recognizes OG, he doesn't drink, he doesn't totally unlike his nephew. They're out there. He comes back home, always pounds dinner, wakes up early, goes to work. Great family man. The mom noticed a sign because he's darker than me brown. He stopped eating. His liver shut down. <clears throat> Maui does not have a great hospital. They had to air vacuum to Queens in Honolulu, and he died. We tried to get the autopsy report. They promised him one day. Obviously, that became a lie. Then the next day, and then the next day, then they said months going to take. But the Tongan family flew from Tonga to do the ceremony for the family. They own a pawn shop next to Taco Bell, if you know who I'm talking about, because they had gold, silver, diamonds, welded into the ground because it melted hmm. so people were looting right away now i'm a welder by profession not by choice do you know how hard it is to unweld aluminum lead gold into the freaking earth you need professional equipment to unweld that shit. more than likely you have an excavator to yeah. scoop that shit yeah. because we caught them because yeah. they hired fema people and locals to do the dirty work mm -hmm. to clean up all the sites they offered me 30 bucks an hour next week came 40 bucks an hour and they're moving the stuff. They already put it in packages because they're so Portuguese. They put in those black, yellow Tupperwares you see. Mm -hmm. And they, they sweep all the whole area, yeah. like the grid area, not yeah. only one spot. Because exactly. they know where the gold diamond shit was. Yeah. They already took it. Yeah. They already boxed it up. They started putting the toxic stuff by the fire yeah. and they're already moving everything. These are professional looters. You watch John Wick, bro, they are faster than them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about the dead bodies, Evie Kapuna. You're supposed to protect it under HRS 172-11. 
it should be a moratorium for death because you can't build on EV Kapuna or EV Kinky. That's mm -hmm. the law. Mm -hmm. Under DLA. meaning bones. Evie right. is the ancestral the dead body. Well, you've got Viola Church down there. You've got so many. I and mean, there's, there's there's burials everywhere. Just in Puamana, I saw three buried bodies myself. One was a 500-year-old woman and her baby. What? And I know they're now going over. They're they're just going to, you know, boom, and go right under to build these power lines. So so what? Lahaina will be safe? What about Paia? What about Mahua? What about Pukalani? And, and you know, so mm -hmm. if, if the excuses to blame it on the power so they can dig into these graves that they did it perfectly yeah oh, we're gonna wire the energy people. nikola tesla mm -hmm. come on guys this is some crap right well, it's, it's a war where's our technology but, but like i so i had heard from on good source as soon as the fence went up i said what do you think the fence is for and he said it's to do professional keep, keep dealing Professional right. feeling, Looting, and um, they don't want you to to see you yeah. digging up. That's why they didn't want the drones around yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're, so, you're going to send right. independent. So, did, are they are they digging up the, the bodies in Wyala Church, the princesses, and um, they've already done it. Peter Martin is the number one criminal over here for okay. doing it. Uh -huh. We yeah. diverted the water because mm -hmm. the county of Mount guys, you know, only controls twenty five percent. Seventy five percent is private. It's my fortune. So, show me your receipt. Water is free, particularly HR 7-1, native tenant gathering lists. What the hell is going down? How did we lose it all? Because in order to rebuild Lahaina, you need the water, power, and poop. Now we're solving the homeless, houseless issue. Mm -hmm. And now we have to be creative with our solutions. We we tried the yurts, we've seen the geodomes, but they cannot withstand the winds. Mm -hmm. So we had Eddie Garcia, we did a great tour to build container homes, do like 150,000 pounds of farming. How do we They have a building site in Olawalu, and he's a great, solid guy. No BS, and you guys would actually love it if you guys visit Eddie Garcia's place because they need hands in the land. Okay, hands in the land. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful say. Yeah, and he reclaimed that Lahaina Desert in one year. That's took incredible. It from yeah. like just dust and its little oasis, when you step inside of there, it's several degrees cooler. How amazing. And there's food yeah, growing sure. everywhere, yeah. no commercial fertilizers. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. depend on any of that. It all comes straight from that Aina, from that land. And he uses earthworms and shrooms. Have you ever seen <laughs> He's the a fun guy? Have you ever seen the um my Celio, the documentary um that um Woody Harrelson um narrated? Mm -hmm. Ah, it's about the soil. I can't I can't think of the name of it right now. So. But it's exactly how about that, how much the temperatures go down, amongst mm. other things. Yeah. But um so if you guys go down to Paia and ask Woody you, about it. He hangs out down there, oh, right? right? Well, so I what I did a nice drive with an old fire. Um, captain recently through Makawao and Paia and all the areas to look at what will burn next. Mm -hmm. And it, it's so clear how that fire will come from Paia mm -hmm. and then straight up to here and up the mountainside. Um, and it's, I mean, the brush is so thick that at this point, the only thing they could do is literally go in there with bulldozers, clean and scrape the land. And so while we're looking over here, they're gonna do it over here. Mm. Um, and hasn't anybody noticed how hot it's been lately? It's been reminder, like, it's been hot. I'm a reminder as well. Yeah. Someone in our community just texted me about the soil tack that Shelby's yeah, I was just gonna talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I just wanna say thank you so much for having me today, you guys. I have yeah. a run. She's got a run. Later, John. Um as far as the soil tech goes yeah what is that for people who don't know you want to sit down join sure. the chair 
Now we can break it down for people who never heard this before. So okay. We can ask Josh Green this first one. So soil tack. Yeah, soil tack, which I call soul tack. Soul tack. Because it is literally tacking down with a polymer plastic adhesive onto the people that have passed in Lahaina. And those are the Hawaiians' families. That is the ancestors. So the only people that can stop it are homeowners. But in the meantime, it, in my heart, it feels as equal to Mauna Kea in the way that this is part of the plan to take away the Hawaiians' land for good. They can deem it inhabitable. Uninhabitable. Uninhabitable, excuse me, yeah. Um, by the process of this glue. How, how do we know that it's safe? Because the EPA says so, that's owned by the DOD. I would look a little further into that. And why can't the Hawaiians have a Hawaiians, white people, red, green, I don't care. Why can't everyone have a group meeting at the Civic Center or wherever to discuss other options other than this bath of glue that's already in Kahului, ready to be sprayed on all of the ancestors. And as people talk about having Lahaina turn back into a beautiful green oasis, which wouldn't have burned in the first place, can that be possible if the glue paints the ground and you can't plant a fruit that you can't eat for many years? How do we know what this glue will do? Their own paperwork, they actually removed one of their papers off of their site. We had had, um, we had, had sent their sold tech information to a bunch of people. And now there's a whole page gone from their own website because they started to realize that the people of Maui are looking at what this is. And so, hey, let's just, let's just remove it and so they can't even look at it. But the reality is that it's a 30 minute eye wash after you know it's near your eye. Uh, it's never been tested around a body of water. What if it goes into the water source and it poisons the water even further? Correct. Um, will it cause the mother whales to not birth their babies this season? We have no idea because it's never been tested. So why wouldn't the people of the place that, that love Maui so much be the ones to make the determination if it should be a hemp product, if it should be a this product, if it should be a that product. Probably natural. Yeah. Why are they agree. not able to make any opinions? Why does it have to be only this one way? Everybody has told me, Christy, you can't do anything about it. It's going to happen whether you like it or not, because it's all been in, everybody's getting paid. And, um, and that's a sad, sad reality because the truth is they will do this within the next week right here and people won't see it because it'll get scooped up and brought where it's going to go because they need to clear up the evidence, which I understand. But the other reality is that the, the people are in suffering mode. They're in crisis. They have their kids need to go to school somewhere. They they live in hotel rooms. Everything they've ever known is gone. Their heritage has been burned up. And while those things are extremely important, the land that needs to be cultured will be ravaged and taken from them in front of their eyes again. And so this isn't a conspiracy. This is just the facts are we don't know what this product does. 
Therefore, it is our due diligence as a human being to say, halt what you're doing. We all want to be part of this solution. I don't want to say that this guy's right or that guy's right or this one's wrong. Everybody needs to collectively raise their hand like in school and first grade and say, I agree to the soul tap. If not everyone agrees, then why should it be put down? Why is this the important next factor? My mind tells me it's because it's going to deem the land uninhabitable. And we won't know that for quite some time. And they used it in Iraq to soak up radiation. And why is the ground in Lahaina radiated? That's another, that can be a conspiracy theory if you want to go there. But that doesn't matter. The, the soil tap is its own issue. We do not know if it will harm endangered species. We do not know if a seal will ever roll up on the beach again. Because if it burns your eyes, will it burn the seal's eyes? Why do we have to figure this out too late? That is my ultimate question to everybody in Hawaii. Why, after the fact, do we have to look at it later? Just why? So what it sounds like you guys didn't know, we've been suffering a lot in the Hawaiian Islands. They burn the Lahaina on purpose through arson, so they don't have to do the EIS and the EIS. If you ever tried to build a historical land or rebuild on Maui, it's so complicated in the county. Any build. The permit process, you have to study the bugs, the plants, endangered species. It's ridiculous and it's extortion to make it all complicated. The way the developers get around it is they pay some bad guys to burn it up. And it happens all the freaking time. I'm gonna, uh, excuse me. That is exactly like when you look at a burned car on the side of the road here on Maui. They, why are all the cars burned on the side of the road? Mm. Because they don't then have to deal with the oils and everything that costs, you know, $300 per vehicle. They'll just send out uncle or cousin guy for, you know, hundred bucks, burn the car up. Are you because, alleging that the state or the county may be involved in the fact that every single abandoned car seems to be burnt? I would say always follow the money. If mm. it's cheaper to have so-and-so burn it up than to remove it off the island. Right. You know. Like Ed Dowd said, it's cheaper for the senior citizens to go away than to be able to pay off social security. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Mm. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the depopulation agenda, agenda 2030, you know, we're talking about the United Nations, all this bull kukai going down. Now to go back to the Mauna and uninhabited, yeah. what happened when Kilauea went off, people who lost their homes in the volcano, what the state did is you can't live there, the locals. But when the new lava rock came on top and hardened, the foreigners came started building on it and they sold the land. They said, your old land's underneath there. The state has this new land and we're selling it. That's how dirty the state Damn. does it. To steal your land through eminent domain, call it a natural disaster, not pay you an insurance, not pay you in anything, and screw you over it, steal the land to resell. This is the corporate hypocrisy from the state of Hawaii, which the kingdom of Hawaii is still fighting from the Republic to the territory. They just changed everything. With no seal, no receipt, no treaty, no nothing. And we're fighting all these corporations including the USA in 1871 was broke. So okay. the matrix within the matrix, they're stealing already stolen land from people yeah. who are the natives from all planet Earth. Mm. It's not only a Hawaiian issue, this is a global issue. I'm trying Traveling to everywhere. Yeah. Where the people of planet Earth, people in Guam, Okinawa, so, Puerto Rico, and around the planet Earth. Can you answer me? I'm an amateur, so I don't know the answer. But wasn't there an historical preservation society? Now, I know they burned down everything historical for the most part, but like 
when I was working in Kumamana, it Mecca would come in there and they would dig up uh, to do electrical work, and there was typically all these bodies. They put Mecca, Miko, as in Maui Electric Company. Yeah, and they would put a little teeny rock this thing that would say cultural site. Not what it is, not that it's a human, you know, that that was a family or whatever. Um, and so my question is, how can there not be the, the proper channels to say, you can't go and put power lines underneath because all of Lahaina is a burial site to the ancestors, to the kings, to the queens, to their family members. Why is that even allowed to happen? I thought there was a an order of operations. So there is, if you guys didn't know, it's in the law. HRS 172-11, what she's mentioned is a State Historic Preservation Department. SHPD is under DLNR Auntie Don Chang. We fired Susan Case with David Egan administration because they didn't give a shit. They arrested the people on the mound. They don't give a fudge monkey about our feelings or dead Or your petition or anything. anything. So what you're supposed to do is file this form for free on the DLNR website. Then you send this to DLNR. And if this is your burial spot, let's just say anywhere in Lahaina, Front Street, Banyan Tree, you're supposed to call DLNR, send them the form. Now, you must be specific. You just can't say, oh, this is my ancestor. No, 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 no. That's not how paperwork works. You must put the latitude and longitude exactly where you are. Use your GPS, bingo. They want to see a headstone. So they know. They're not going to dig inside a hole. Okay. To find the bones. What you're supposed to do is be a lineal descendant, not a cultural descendant. A cultural descendant, they're just going to put that little shit on the side and you can't say shit. If you're a lineal descendant, that's your auntie, that's your grandma, that's your grandpa, whatever, mm -hmm. then they're supposed to protect it okay. under the law. Okay. But it must file the paperwork first. It's verified through the burial council on Maui, Oahu, because everything has, it's supposed to be protected, but obviously they're bullshitting the people. Who taught me Kemo Kukapu? was on the burial council, on the water commission, and he lost everything in Lahaina. They burnt it all down. We had all these historical records. So we're fighting this. Excuse me. Hey, everybody. That's a huge thing. You guys may not know what we You're supposed to file, like Donald Trump said, we did in the last podcast. You file your family property as a cemetery. You put the headstones in there so you don't pay any property tax. Because people are getting stuck with mortgages, rents, property tax, without actually doing the paperwork. Follow the paperwork, follow the presence. You don't got to be screwed in the system. Otherwise, you're going to suck wind. Okay, so at that point, um, let's just use Viola Church for a example. Let's say they burn down all the headstones, and all it is is ground, and the berries, the berries are underneath the family's ancestral bone, um, and they're whatever they were gifted and buried with. So how do they protect that land from not having glue on it? And how do they protect that land from not being dug in? You must occupy the land, put headstones back, the stone doesn't burn in a DE body. You can be creative with this. You can etch, you can draw it yourself. You don't have to care, but you must mark the grave, file the people, and do it properly, and you're protected. They don't file the people. They just stand there like idiots. Of course, the owner are going to arrest you. Of course, they're going to do something. Because now you're challenging your marking the big developers with super lawyer. If you don't know the law, you don't know the rights, you're going to get screwed. I see. A lot of people don't do their homework. They just go off the cuff with their feelings, and that's how they're getting screwed. They're getting played. Right. And we're watching it just right before our eyes. And then it will be the too late. Sorry, too late mm -hmm. scenario. Yeah.
Same thing on the mountain, same thing, everything, same thing lined up. Now the people need to rally up, figure out solutions together, stop saying, do your homework, so there have been unity in the community. Our generation needs to rise up, be the leaders, because we can't wait for permission from these old funny heads with dementia. We have to rally up and figure our own way where you can best participate, activate, and do what you do best so we can flow. Mm-hmm. You want to close this out, Scott? Any few words you want to say? Um, I mean, I think it's just uh, a lot of good information here. So I hope you take that to heart and just, <clears throat> you know, I think one of the big things is like, <clears throat> when it comes to community building or whatever like that, like we need like leaders in that movement. If you don't see yourself as a leader, that's fine. Like just, 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 just embody that role. Like I said, like if you are looking for meetups in your community and there aren't any, you need to start one yourself. Just be the leader, be that person. And a couple pieces of advice for that is wherever the forum is, to, to publicize like a meetup, whether it's on Facebook or meetup app or freedom cells or any of these things, all you do is you pick a, a location, a date. You don't have, and don't, don't like, if you already have a community, don't good advice. Like don't reach out to them. Be like, Hey, when's everybody available? No, no, no. Pick a time that's good for your schedule and just, just throw it out there. So okay, Saturday, 2 PM, this part potluck, and then you make a digital flyer. Just go to like Canva or whatever. Just make a graphic and image and just put like, a, just come up with a fun name for the event time date location um with a funny image or something and then post that out there so other people can share and that kind of creates it in people's mind that it's an actual thing you know mm-hmm. as opposed to like just written text like you just write on a thing like you know we're meeting this but no make a visual graphic image that instantiate in people's mind that it's a real thing and that you need to go to it and if you do the same time same yeah. place yep. every week yep Yep. then it's easier for people to catch on to that yep. so same time same place yep. Yep. every week or every month maybe yep. every fortnight yep. we got a whole playground going on here during this podcast <laughs> sorry there gavin but we need to take that outside buddy right. thank you very much for that happy thank day thanks everybody yeah. i hope thanks you saved the land thanks <laughs> <laughs> can have our optimus fine for the camera yes. we got the good yes, one yeah. the background noises if I shut it off, yeah. And then Optimus Prime said it must be a transformer more than me. See, like, we're fun and done. Yeah. And then, if you guys, I do, I do a show called Rebunk News where I get into all the solutions. I'm doing a lot of like homeschooling coverage and community building stuff. I get you guys on. And then the injected, injected show. Mahal. Follow up. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. I, again, very injected, like we talked about in the beginning of the episode. Very injected. Now, my camera's not working, and I'm sitting here, and I can't get it to freaking turn on, but we're just going to close out the episode. That was a fantastic conversation. I hope you guys got something out of that. Thank you for sitting by with us well, during this like impromptu episode. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you got a little uh, guest appearance there, a uh, special surprise appearance from Unjected Grandma. Shout out to Unjected Grandma there. We're going to... She's so hilarious, dude. She's like one of the funniest people in the whole world when I was hanging out with them. Like, oh my God, like she just had us cracking up the whole time. So we want to incorporate her into the show a little bit more, have her own segments because she's just like, uh, yeah, she's made for this. And she's like one of the most hardcore freedom fighters out there too. Between Shelby and her mom, no one out there is fighting for your freedom more hardcore than the Unjected crew. I'll tell you that much right now. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. Much love to all of you. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, live in full effect. Um, and uh, yeah, until next time, stay natural, stay free, and stay Unjected. Um, shopunjected.com. Peace.